Welcome, friends, to this week's episode of If I Only Knew. Uh, you're here with my co-host, Fred, and myself. Fred, say hi. How are you guys? Good to be back. Week two, Matt. How are you traveling, buddy? I'm doing really well, and I'm especially excited for this week's episode because we're going to be talking about the, some very modern topics, I think, in the concepts of gaslighting and ghosting. And if you don't know what those words mean, we're about to explain them to you. But basically, this is a, some of the the trends that I think we're seeing in the way people interact with each other. It's a big one this week, and they're not that modern a term, Matt. This is where you're letting yourself down, you kids think you created everything. With that said, I'm also really fascinated by how technology plays into concept of gaslighting and ghosting. So, mate, why don't you tell us what gaslighting is to, you know, your average millennial, your average 20-something now? I think I'm really excited to explore some of the history of this, Fred, because, like, it feels like it's become culturally vogue now to be saying the word gaslighting, you know, you're hip and down with it if you know what that is. So, basically, the way I understand gaslighting, and we'll start with gaslighting, is that it's a, a term to describe a situation where an individual with a position of power tries to manipulate the reality of someone else who's less powerful. So what that might mean is it mean, it's trying to enforce one type of reality onto this person that benefits the manipulator at the cost of the facts that the other person already knows are true, but are being disproven or discredited by the manipulator. Is that like how it's been used for a long time, or do you think it's, it is developing more usage recently? It's interesting, actually, because I think it's misused a lot uh, recently. They talk a lot about Donald Trump gaslighting the American public. I think that there's a degree of similarity between manipulating to maintain power and what gaslighting is truly about. Gaslighting is probably psychologically, and for those that are new to the podcast, I'm a registered psychologist and speak from a position of some knowledge in regards to this, but gaslighting is seen as, in, at its core, an abuse. And it's a really insidious form of abuse because it's an abuse of an individual's reality. So a really famous example of this is um, some of the reality television we see. And, and there's a good example on Australia's Married at First Sight, where an individual was reacting to their partner and their partner was positioning their reaction as something other than what was true. He was labelling her angry, possessive and clingy when in fact she was being reasonable and trying to resolve issues. So you're right about gaslighting existing in intimate relationships. There is a position in literature that says it's something that men do more than women and it's because of that power dynamic you spoke about. It's about a denial of reality and abusing another by basically saying what you believe to be true is not true this is the objective truth that you need to believe if you're going to make this thing work. I'm not convinced that it is about male or female because I think both sexes are capable of wanting to retain power and being able to manipulate. Men tend to be a little bit more forceful and it's very much a rough, tough sort of bullying style of abuse where you're telling somebody what they believe is totally false. And you can see how cruel that is, can't you, Matt? Yeah. You believe the sky is blue, and I'm telling you that you're absolutely nuts because it's white today. And if I do that enough, and I do it often enough, and I pick the right moments to do it when you're vulnerable, I really start to chip away at your sense of self and your sense of what you believe to be true. 
gaslighting is all about this idea and it's the most insidious form of abuse because you, you're trying to convince the other person that they're not in contact with reality, that they're somehow crazy or flawed. And it's really scary. I think that I liked that you used quite a simple example there to describe possibly gaslighting someone. It's like, you think the sky is blue, but I'm telling you it's actually white. Because I think it's those little things that are actually yeah. really important when it comes to gaslighting. I often imagine it being about like, you know, oh no, I'm not actually cheating on you. You know, like that's a big deal already. But it's the little things about putting the dishes away, where your clothes are meant to go, all that sort of stuff. And I think really, as you say, erodes someone's self-confidence in their own narrative, in their own life, which is really yeah. important, I think. It, we, you talked a little little bit about gender there and I suppose we talked about patriarchy in our podcast last week so I suppose if we're talking about a power imbalance then if we say there's some sort of a patriarchy in society then you could see why it would at least occur more from men towards women but it's certainly not it doesn't seem to be a specifically gendered phenomena I wouldn't have said have you ever been gaslit by anybody it's an excellent question Fred <laughs> I'm uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is a teacher-student relationship when I was in year 12 so yeah. I um, had a, a real love of history and I got into my history class and uh, I was expecting myself to be excellent Fred because I loved history and it turned out that my teacher had a very different understanding of how history is meant to be done and how you're meant to write about it than I first expected and so all through the year I was constantly battling with her about whether or not what I was writing was reasonable or correct or, or even like one version of the truth because of course history is about versions of the truth and I was often getting results back that were a little bit worse than I was expecting you know, nothing disastrous of course right? but enough to make me go am I really so good at this topic is this really something I can base my identity on and I had a few friends in this class very good friends very smart friends who were scoring excellently and we'd compare results and sometimes it seemed like I'd gotten marked down for things that they hadn't been marked down for or we'd written the same thing and they'd received better scores or similar ideas had produced different results at the end of the year i got my final score from the objective body that does exam markings and i turned out that i scored excellently as i'd hoped to and i think all through that year i felt like there was a disconnect between what i understood to be history and what my teacher was telling me was appropriate in the end i felt vindicated because I got the score. But I wonder if you could consider that a small form of gaslighting outside of uh, an intimate relationship where this teacher had more power over me. They were there to tell me this is the right way to study. This is the right thing to learn. But in the end, it turned out that perhaps what I was doing was good enough to see me through anyway. I don't know. Do you think that that's comparable at all, Frank? Oh, I, think, I think it is to a degree because you've got that power dynamic and you've got this denial of a reality. Those, those strategies that had worked for you up until that Point and that proved to be effective in the end were being disputed on some level and maybe a fairly gentle or an academic level by a teacher. I've got a great example, and it's not my own. It comes from a relative of mine, someone I love dearly, who, who talked once, told me this story while we were sitting and eating a meal and we were being offered a seafood meal. I think it might have been at a wedding. And she said, I always eat white fish. I don't like it. But every time my mother cooked white fish she'd say i cooked this for you because it was your favorite and i'd go to complain and before i complained she said don't forget i cooked this for everybody because it's your favorite now i then asked my auntie who recently passed away actually and someone i love dearly and i miss her a lot and she said no i knew she'd complain so i just used to tell her <laughs> so so this is the bit where i really struggle about 
you know, gaslighting to an extreme is an absolute abuse of reality. And I don't doubt that people in positions of power do it all the time. And we could talk about organised religion and politics and all the rest of it in there. But in really subtle ways, I think we often, as parents, got to be really careful of denying people's reality. Teachers have to be really careful denying people's reality. In its most insidious form, we see it a lot in domestic violence. And I think it's where you're sitting right now in Victoria, where it's actually in the criminal code that you can't gaslight. What they're really saying, though, is you can't abuse people by telling them they're nuts or that they're crazy. But how would you know, Matt? How would you know? It's the difference between, hey, hang on a sec, I'm pretty sure I had $20 in my purse and it's gone. How would you know that someone had taken your money versus that same person saying, Maybe you made a mistake. Maybe you just spent it at the shops. I was thinking exactly this, Fred, as I was considering this topic, because I was like, this is arguably the most effective form of manipulation. And perhaps that's why it's so prevalent. Because if you can make someone not even think they're being manipulated, if you just make them think they're wrong, then it's never going to, they're never going to get out of that. Um, And so I, I was thinking something quite similar to that. I think it ties into, Matt, as a psychologist, the one thing I think that the, the reason why men are often named is because of narcissistic personalities. You know, if you're high on the narcissism scale, you want everybody to play by a set of rules. And in fact, if you ever meet a narcissist in a certain context, they're very rule-oriented. They quote the rules, they cite the rules, they speak to the rules, and they'll jump on you if you break the rules. Because a narcissist needs everybody playing by the rules in order to manipulate those players by going around the rules. So if honesty is a rule in a healthy relationship, a narcissist will insist on it at the same time they're lying and manipulating. And I think when we think about gaslighting and how insidious and undercutting it is of a person's reality and therefore their self-esteem, you can see how someone that has no empathy for another person could absolutely gaslight to their heart's content. But see, I think this is really fascinating because I think on social media at the moment, it's interesting. It's a little, it's a bit more than a difference of opinion. It's people asserting that opinion is fact and that your opinion must be fiction because my opinion is fact. And in an intimate relationship, you can see how if I said to you, Matt, no, 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 I didn't touch your wallet. The $20 that disappeared's on you, buddy when I knew that I took that $20, but I was so narcissistic, I believed I deserved the $20 and you'd probably waste the $20. But then you take it to another level and you say things like, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of the sort of thing that the kids are into today. A relationship between two celebrities that breaks up, you know, is all about what this one might've done. No, no, it was that, it was this. People have got this really strong concept and they get in these wars. I think it's Stanley. I think they call him Stan. I'm trying to feed you a joke here, but you totally missed it. I don't it. know. I've no idea who was Stanley. You know, ladies and gentlemen that listen, this is what I've got to put up with. I've got this kid here, and I'm feeding him both good, intelligent, and insightful information. I throw him a, that's a softball pitch, that one. He's looking at me as if to say, what the fuck is he talking about? Okay, I'm working with cardboard here. Well, come on, Fred, Uh just before you were saying that, like, if we were in a relationship, you'd be going through my wallet. I feel like you're just a little bit too old for me, I'm so sorry to say. 
I just, that's a fair point. And I just wanted to say, if we were in a same-sex related relationship, or that was my orientation, I could do better than you, Matt. Oh. Now, that's not gaslighting. Okay? That's <laughs> you think just, that's fact, do you? That, that is completely fact. You know? <laughs> but, but isn't it interesting, though, it kind of leads into these sorts of discussions about, isn't it scary that you can upset someone's perception of real? I think that gaslighting, we talked about how gaslighting might be used inaccurately or incorrectly, and I think there's a real danger here because it's such a compelling concept, Fred. I think we see this as like the goal of a lot of the way the world moves. Propaganda, politics, media, all these things seek to change the views of people that they're talking to. And in some ways, that's simply gaslighting. But there's a bit more to gaslighting than that. And I think that's where the sense of intimate relationships and power dynamics has started to develop because it helps address some of the specificity behind gaslighting, perhaps. Because the term comes from an original movie, and and we'll put the reference on the, the podcast notes, about a man who kills a woman trying to steal her jewels, is unsuccessful in the robbery, so sets about seducing and eventually marrying the daughter, sorry, I think it's the niece rather, that inherits the wealth of this woman. So basically convinces her to fall in love with him, to marry him, all in order to get back to the family estate to steal the jewels. So think about this objective false reality he's created with a goal in mind. Yeah. And I think that's the critical bit about this abusive form of relationship dynamic. You're not doing it just to mess with people. You're doing it to get something for yourself. It's either to control them. It's either to have your cake and eat it too. I think in therapy, and I've done a lot of couples therapy in my career, where we see this is often the most adamant people that I have seen that their reality is solid. And again, they're typically narcissists. And I have seen women do it, but I must admit I've seen more men do it. They're the people that want to have their cake and eat it too. They're the people that convince their partner that they are being absolutely insane for worrying about infidelity at the same time that they're cheating. And I think that's where this power of this manipulation is revealed again, even when the jig is up you can turn it back on itself because it's all about changing reality. It's changing like the expectations, you know. Typically, that's a pretty good cause for a breakup. But if you can change someone's reality to say, that's not a reason to break up, then suddenly you don't have to go your separate ways, perhaps. It's really interesting you talk about history of this topic, Fred, because I feel like this is only something that I've heard used in the mainstream for like three years or something. I feel like we're only just talking about it using this language, just, you know, day-to-day life. Do you think it's a term that, as a psychologist, you've heard for a long, long time? Or is it something that we've known about but haven't been able to articulate? Where do you think it sits in this sort of development over the last 30 years or so? I guess the worry for me is that gaslighting has now become interchangeable with I disagree. Right. Um, and it's interchangeable with I have a strong opinion. Whereas in a, in a pathology concept, um, it's been around for a long time. As I said, I think it's literally we're coming up to 80, 90 years now. Yeah. In terms of have I heard gaslighting in the context of therapy? Yes, I have, but you call it what it really is. You know, you don't give sexy names to shitty behavior. So you call it a manipulation or you call it abuse. And an abuse of reality, I'll say it again for those that are listening, is probably the most insidious and cruel form of abuse ever. Because when you challenge somebody's perceptions of what is real, that is really damaging. And again, I don't think it's, I do not think 
in the common context, if we're having an argument online and I disagree with you that that is necessarily gaslighting, but I do think a parent saying that, you know, here's your favourite fish when you know that you don't like that fish, but you eat it because it's your favourite, that, that is a form of gaslighting that's really, really powerful. And it's not in that context meant to be hurtful, okay? But it leaves you with something. And it leaves you with doubt, and doubt's really undermining. So you're a little bit uncertain, at least, about the sort of mainstreaming of this term and the value that might have. Is that sort of what you're saying? You think yeah, I don't want to dilute it. Concept. Yeah, I, I, look, I think if we have a disagreement and you want to say I'm being gaslit by you because you're using erroneous facts, yeah. well, I think at the end of the day, we have a difference of opinion and there's a way to find the objectivity through that. Yeah, yeah. And look, for, for younger people, modern day relationships are a bit more fraught than, than would be otherwise, because I'm fascinated in your experience of this stuff in that how often does somebody send their girlfriend a text that says, no, just hanging out with the guys instead there was someone else? Yeah. Or has, has technology and media and awareness of this concept um, made people better at it? Or has it brought it to the light? We use it more now, but it doesn't mean it's stopped. So, what, you know, from your experience, what's it look like? I think that's why I was probing you a bit there, because it feels to me like the fact we're using this language more has made people of my generation more aware of the dangers that it can pose in a relationship. If, if you're getting into a relationship with someone for the first time, you might be more aware that, hey, this could be gaslighting. And you see quite a few interesting stories uh, through my social media feed and that sort of stuff, where people are detailing their experiences being gaslit. And I think that that's a really interesting example of how of how articulating this sort of thing can better protect someone because i think once you've once you've learned hey this can happen and you have even seen a written example of what it looks like then you can maybe be more equipped to compare that to your life or what you're about to experience do you think that that sort of familiarity with the topic would be helpful yeah and, and i think there are some really you know as a as a clinician and a person, I think there are some really common things to look for. Yeah. One is the idea of if someone keeps challenging your reality and you have to question what you believe to be true, not about, a, you know, uh, you know, philosophical issues. We're not talking about, you know, reincarnation as a concept. We're talking about tangible things like you said you would call me at 10 o'clock. You told me that you would give me the money back. You said it would only be for a week. You told me you're away for two days. And then you find out that those things you said were not true and the person's response is, you got it wrong. It's a really good red flag now, right? Whether it be an employer, a teacher, an intimate relationship to know that that person may mean you some harm, even if they don't understand it. The other thing is you've got to look at the person doing it. What's in it for them? If you're accusing them or uncertain about something, Go with your gut. Don't wait. Don't end up being victimized by somebody that wants to have their cake and eat it too. Remember, typically people that do this stuff are narcissistic. The rules don't apply to the narcissist. They'll enforce the rules. This is tip three. Look for the people that enforce the rules and then break them themselves for advantage. Okay? And in business and politics and religion and all these other places where we have, unfortunately, probably white cisgender older males in power, you're going to see some good examples of this. But don't forget, it could be in a parenting context. It could be in the context of a relationship. It could be in the context of friendship, you know? 
I definitely think that's what my sort of takeaway from the development of this language has been this last while is this sense of now I can go and talk to my friends about this or or if it feels like the key to gaslighting is a power imbalance perhaps the fact that we're now talking about it helps address some of that power balance because you can talk to other people you can go and seek more support about it that sort of stuff Um, which I think is, is an interesting idea but perhaps it is being overused because I think you're right to say that it has a uh a specific context in which it's appropriate and there are cases where politics might not quite be the correct way to talk about gaslighting necessarily it's simply manipulation or there's a, propaganda is a word you use I like there's a better word than gaslighting when it comes to politics it's called propaganda for a reason that's exactly right fred well thanks for listening to this week's episode about gaslighting Next week, we're continuing the discussion of modern relationships by talking about ghosting, something connected but different to gaslighting. If you're interested in this discussion, join us again on If I Only Knew. Thanks very much. So, Matt, when I was your age, I was given some great advice about work. That was never accept a job in an environment where you couldn't see at least the first two promotions. So as a health professional, why in the world would you work anywhere else other than the better health generation? As a physio, an OT, a psychologist, a speech pathologist, a dietitian, an exercise physiologist, a podiatrist, a nurse, you name it, the work that the better health generation do caters to all allied health careers and the progression that you need to be taken seriously. The organisation has companies that deliver work in aged care, disability care, paediatrics, direct-to-consumer through medical practices, with the employment services, with disability employment services, to corporate Australia through direct prevention and workers' compensation services and through high-performance mental health coaching through the Wellbeing Code. This is the environment where health professionals that are seeking a long-term career that is guaranteed diversity should all be working. So take the chance now and pick up the phone to HR, see if you can book yourself into an appointment and work out why it is that this is such a great place. 500 current health professionals that are all company staff can't be wrong. The number to call is 1300 817 791. That number again, 1300 817 791. We know it's a great place to work because Matt and I already work there. See you soon. Thank you for listening. This podcast is a Better Pod Group production, with special thanks to our researcher, Nicola Binks, executive producer, Matt Blanche, the providers of our theme song, with credits that are in our bio, and of course, you, the listener. It's important to remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Whilst there are therapeutic themes discussed, in no way is this podcast considered treatment, and in the event you're in a psychological emergency, please reach out in whatever way you can through 000 or Lifeline 13 11 14. It's important to remember that the discussion is for entertainment purposes and the opinions voiced by podcast hosts are theirs and theirs alone. Any reference to copyright or copyright material is, of course, the copyright of the copyright owner and or relevant corporate entities. Thank you for listening to Bed Pod Group Productions and tuning to some of our other excellent pod productions on this network.